the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show, and it's so good to be with you. I, I'm just so for I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. It's my birthday today, and I'm so excited about that. Uh, you know, it's interesting because last night I was kind of sad. I was sad. Um, I was sad because I just didn't really have plans for my birthday. I didn't have plans, and um, I kind of took it personally. I kind of took an evaluation of me, and I'm thinking, okay, what's going on here? And I just feel like the Lord has just been really, really, really opening my eyes and my heart to a lot of things that um, I think that at, at, at sometimes we get so busy that we just don't don't think, don't feel, uh, and maybe when we have things happen personally, it kind of opens up our hearts to what is out there. Even though I pray all the time, Lord, let me let me see with your eyes, let me feel with your heart, let me walk where you want me to walk, and help me to be the light in the darkness. I, I, I pray that all the time, like daily. Um, and sometimes things are revealed to me, and it feels sometimes really uh, with such burden, and other times I sense such joy. And right now, I'm I'm just experiencing a lot of emotion. And I think every birthday, you know, we all have them, don't we? <laughs> we all have them. Sometimes we don't want to as we get older, maybe. Uh, but we, we do an assessment or we think about our lives and what really matters. And, and then, you know, as you get older and more people kind of leave, they leave this place and you're left behind. And uh, it's the most painful for those left behind, isn't it? But it also gives you a feeling of, you know, we only have so many days. We only have so many weeks, so many years uh, on this earth. So what we do with it, what we do with every moment matters, does it not? It matters. So what are we doing with that time? So I opened up my book to Jesus Calling because I believe Jesus is calling. He's calling you. He's calling me. And he's calling us to a new level, a new place, uh, a new understanding, a new access, a new uh, appreciation, awareness. And here's what Jesus Calling says for my birthday. It says, I am the God of all time and all that is. Seek me, not only in morning quietness, but consistently throughout the day. Do not let unexpected problems distract you from my presence. Instead, Talk with me about everything and watch confidently to see what I will do. Adversity need not interrupt your communion with me. When things go wrong, you tend to react as if you've been punished instead of this negative response 
try to view difficulties as blessings in disguise. Make me your refuge by pouring out your heart to me, trusting in me at all times. See, I'm finding that I'm doing that. I'm getting choked up right now because I feel those words are just so right. I'm, I'm rubbed raw right now, and they're so right for me. Jesus is speaking to me as he's speaking to each one of you. Now, each one of you, as you hear what I just read, you're getting something different than I am out of it. And that you're exactly where Jesus knows you are, and he has some place for you to be. So wherever you are, you know, rejoice in it. But also understand he has a plan. So I'm going to talk today about the fundamental ways to overcome distractions as a Christian because I've been distracted. Have you been distracted? Have you? (laughs) I have. And, you know, the devil wants us to be distracted. He doesn't want us to accomplish the goals that God set out when he created us. So one of the distractions, and this is a big one for me, and I'm just being vulnerable and transparent right now, as I usually am. People appreciate that. At least they tell me they do. The carnal things of this world. One of our primary distractions by far, the carnal things that the world we live in has to offer, which is why both Paul and John warned the first century believers about being distracted by the customs and behavior of the world. Boy, the behavior of the world. Let's just take a moment. What is going on? Seriously. I watch Facebook. I somewhat turn on the TV just once in a while. And just what I see is just so shocking to me. And what what others are wanting or what the devil is wanting is for us to get numbed, I believe, to get numbed to what reality or what normalcy is, whatever normal is. But our normal has sure changed from the Leave It to Cleaver uh, times. Huh? And Lassie, one of my favorite shows when I was growing up. Felix the Cat, greatest cartoon ever. Anyway, uh, I, I look at things now, and it's like we've gotten a li- we were, we're getting a little numbed by what's happening, and, we, and somehow we're thinking it's okay. When you really know down deep, it's not. It's not okay. So don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. There was a man on uh, Facebook, and he's supposed to be a a big leader, uh, and he's talking, and every sentence has the F word in it. And I, I was bold, and I just spoke up, and I said, you know, I really appreciate and agree with your leadership, a lot of what you're saying. But is it really necessary to impact people with this F word. I mean, is that really necessary in order to drive your message home? And boy, the amount of responses I got as if I am just so whacked out or I'm so not normal now, it's just the way it is. You know, this is the way we talk and leaders, you know, high up leaders. I mean, this is just how it is. And I'm like, well, let no unwholesome words come out of your mouth is what my leader says this is what my book says this is how I live my life is that we're not supposed to do I fall short yes I do but you know what my goal my striving 
um, drive is that I'm going to live, speak, walk more like Christ. And and there are science-proven uh, tests that have been done about the effects of this word, this word specifically. So guard your guard your tongue, <laughs> guard your mouth, and guard your ears. Like I have a friends, sometimes you know they they get going, and I'll just say my my ears are bleeding right now. Can you please stop? <laughs> just my ears are bleeding, please. And they say they're sorry, and they say they're going to try harder, and uh, they feel better when they try harder and they guard their tongue. Uh, it is a better place and a better way to be. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. They are not, they are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Now, I know everybody listening to that, they understand what these words are saying. But, you know, I have to say that um, I just uh, was told that I'm being looked at or voted in as a possible CEO of the year. So that is an achievement, and it is a reward for a lot of sacrifice and a lot of work that I've done. And I really appreciate that. It's like uh, I've told people before is that you want to be around people that celebrate you, not tolerate you. You know, I lived in an environment where I was tolerated and, you know, it feels so much better to be celebrated. Today, I have to tell you that my assistant must have made, must have had a megaphone and announced it across all of the company because everybody in my company is remembering that it's Sufri's birthday today and, and they're either calling, texting, bringing me flowers, bringing me cards, or just saying, happy birthday, Sue. And, you know, it feels really good to be celebrated like that. It really does feel good to be remembered. So I'm not going to say it's, it's a bad thing to want that or desire that. But I think what the Lord is saying is that let's not put all our eggs in that basket. Let's not, let's not just drive for that, okay, because God has a higher calling, a higher calling for you and a higher calling for me. And he wants us to live that out. So you would have to ask the Lord to present to you and expose to you what it is that he wants for your life, the purpose that he created you for. And usually it's things that you have gifts in, that you feel good about, that you do well. Uh, those are things that he has put on you or in you to where you can accomplish the purpose that he had set out for you. So just know that. You can kind of find what your purpose is by just knowing what you're, what you're good at. It doesn't mean not to stretch, and it doesn't mean to go down areas that you're not comfortable with. It just means that those kind of give you an idea and indication of the purpose for you on this earth. Everything from the Internet, television, social media, and cell phones to our jobs, relationships, hobbies, habits have become things that distract us spiritually. Like unbelievers, we often end up not only adapting the ways of the world, but literally chasing after them fame, fortune, accolades, pedigree, social influence, attention, which in turn draws us further away from God. So 
the way I take this is that, you know, these things on, on their own are not bad, but, but they can drive you in a different direction, a direction other than closer to God. And he wants you. He's a gentleman. He's not going to come down and snatch you. He is a jealous God, and he, he wants to have time with you. He wants to have a relationship, just like those close to you, just like me. I want to have a relationship with those that I love. I want them to want to be with me and spend time with me. And I think it's important that we do spend time. You know, texting's not the same as making a phone call. I've realized that lately because I tell people, oh, text me, text me. And now I'm saying, please call me, call me. Because it's just different. It's different to get a text, like happy birthday in a text versus, you know, happy birthday. Uh, my mother-in-law, God bless her soul, uh, a lot of medical issues, and she's getting up there in age and everything, and she still calls and sings happy birthday every year. And I I said to myself, I need to record this. I need to record this. So I, I've got to get a recording of her singing happy birthday to me because it just brings me such joy to hear her voice singing happy birthday. And the last line is, and Jesus loves you. And I just love that. And she, her and my sister-in-law called me yesterday because they couldn't do it today. And they called and I just put it on speaker because I wanted everybody to hear because it's a beautiful noise to hear the, that song. Um, and I know what you, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, it's, it's just people acknowledging and valuing you. And are we acknowledging and valuing others? I just found out that Someone that I really love and is a really good friend. And I missed his birthday last Thursday. And I feel so bad about it because here I am feeling sorry for myself. And then I forgot his birthday. And so I'm like, okay, wake up, wake up. You know, everybody, your birthday is a special day. It's a special day. And I always say, I'm so glad you were born. And now I have to, I want to, I'm going to read something to you. I'm going to shut this phone off because I want to get to something that my, my daughter wrote me if I can find it. Anyway, um, she wrote me the most beautiful thing about um, how she feels about me, and it was from 2018. She writes, Happy birthday to this mom of mine. Thank you for thinking outside the box, for beating to your own drum, and for dreaming big. Thank you for believing in me and pushing me to do bigger things than I ever imagined. God gave me the most unique mom. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. And I've grown to not only love you, but to choose you as a friend. I'm thankful for you, Susan Freeze. How special is that to get from your, your child? It's pretty special. So the first one was the carnal things of the world. If you're tuning in right now, this is the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so grateful and thankful that you've joined, and it's no coincidence that you're here. There's a message here for you, and I don't know what it is, but the Lord and the Holy Spirit do. So hang in there through the whole time and, and um, figure out what that is, that message, and maybe you've already heard it. If you'd like to connect with me, I'd love for you to connect with me. How do you do that? You go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. When you go there, you can, there's an email part of it, and you can um, go on there and you can, um, you know, text me. And let me know what's going on in your life. And if there's something you need or that you want or something, just let me know. And uh, I'll do what I can to help you. If you need prayer, of course, I'm there for that also. So uh, also, there is, 
I don't know how many pages, but there is places on there. If you read through the, the screen, there is a button that's for the I am's. And the I am's is who God says you are. Because there's a lot of people that speak into your life that maybe don't have your best interest at heart. Or maybe they just don't even know any better. Because there are people that just don't know any better, right? And so um, you go there and you print them. They're for free. And there's three pages. And they are the I am's. And it's who God says you are. And so, uh, for instance, like I am victorious. I am a person of God. Uh, I am forgiven. There's a whole bunch of I am's. So go there, print it out, read it every day. And I tell you, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind just by reading these scriptures that of what God says you are. So the, number two on um, overcoming distractions. Would you agree that you're distracted? Would you agree that you get distracted? Because I, I definitely get distracted. Even though I have focus and I have vision and I have drive, I still get distracted and we, you know, there is the urgent and there's the priority and sometimes we have to choose, don't we? Uh, so number two is our fleshly desires. When we let our flesh rule, we let our flesh take over because the carnal world in which we live offers so much in the way of temptations. It caters to our fleshly desires, which is also another big distraction. This one can cause a lot of harm. Temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. That's James 1, 14 and 15. But praise be to God that through his Holy Spirit, we can overcome the temptations of our flesh. We don't have to give in. We don't have to give in. He says he gives a way out. You know, he, he knows and he realizes that we're going to be tempted, but he also gives us a way out. So you can be looking for the way out and ask yourself, am I being tempted right now? And what are the consequences? Because sometimes delayed gratification is very important. You know, kids, when they're growing up, they, they really don't want delayed gratification at all. It's like, I want it and I want it now, 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 <laughs> now. Why, why, why? Right? Um, you mothers, you know what I'm talking about. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. That's a scripture right out of the Bible. First Corinthians, if you want to look it up. First Corinthians ten thirteen. Another distraction is our own thoughts. Have you ever been praying and all of a sudden you just stop praying and you start thinking about whatever? It happens to me so much and I have to bring myself back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I only lasted three minutes. And, and then it was like, oh, I only lasted five minutes in my prayer, prayer life. And, you know, if we're supposed to be praying all the time, then our thoughts get in our way sometimes. So another major source of distraction are our thoughts. All the craziness that can sometimes go on in our heads. Unfortunately, we can control every thought that comes into our minds, however, we can control what we do with the thoughts once they surface. This is so good because sometimes I, I have a thought and then I, I can either build on that thought or I can say, not a good thought. I replace it with something else. And this is trained. It's not something that comes naturally. It's something that you train your mind to do. When you put, you take something out, you've got to replace it with something good, right? Anytime you take something out. You have to put something in. And so we want to replace this bad thought process, these words, this story we're telling ourselves with something good, 
better, which is part of the IMs can help you with that. It can help you fill that gap instead of there being a hole. You can't have a hole. It's got to be filled with something. So let's make it good things. As Christians, we should always redirect our mindset towards things that glorify God. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, right and pure, lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Listen, I fall short. Do you? Right? Uh, you have a, a thought about a person. Um something this person said or something this person did. And then, you know, we could do something with that or we can just leave it there or we can say, no, I'm going to believe the best. I'm going to think the best. I'm going to change that to this. <sighs> okay, so that scripture was Philippians 4.8. That's a really good scripture. I wish I knew that one by heart. I'm going to make that a goal of mine to make the whole thing. I know parts of it. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Think of things above. It's not what you can do here because you can't take it with you. Do you realize that? You know, there is no hearse with a trailer behind it. It's not. You can't take it with you. So what are you going to do with it where you have it? What are you going to do with it now? And what else could you be doing? How much of an impact are you making? How significant is your life? Are you making a difference one person at a time? Are you making a difference, you know, at a broader scale? What are you doing? Another distraction is people. Is there a person that comes to mind right now that is that you know is a distraction? Someone that is negative or someone that's feeding you things that really aren't helping you in your marriage, helping you with your parenthood, helping you with your relationship with your Heavenly Father? Just at work. You know, just trying to get through work and having a good attitude instead of somebody that's that's causing you to have belief systems that maybe are causing you to not react or act the way you should in the workplace. I have this at my workplace where certain people are, we call them cancer. I don't like that word cancer at all. Really, I don't like it at all. But it's something that grows, right? And it's not a good thing. And so sometimes people get into a rut. They get into this thing. And we have a choice on whether we're going to let that impact us, if we're going to let it in, or we're going to have healthy boundaries, and, and, and put, put that up and limit your time with these people. And this could be a family member. Sorry, but it could be. But you want to put yourself in places where you can be built up, celebrated, not tolerated. As Christians, we should always redirect our mindset towards things glorify God. The Bible speaks of people being a huge source of distraction as well, and sometimes it's even on purpose. Can you believe somebody would do that on purpose? How many know that they have somebody right in mind right now? That could be that. Sometimes we allow what people think about us or the approval we seek from them to distract us. In this case, we should work to adapt the mindset that the Apostle Paul had. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my God, I would not be Christ's servant. Other times we simply have to avoid 
certain people or relationships altogether, especially if we know it would hinder our walk with God. When Paul wrote to the saints in Corinth regarding marriage, he went as far as advocating for some to remain unmarried because a single person can be fully devoted to God as opposed to having divided interests and responsibilities to a spouse or family. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best and as few distractions as possible. 1 Corinthians 7.35. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show in part two of Things That Distract Us. And we'll start with number five. So be a blessing. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion. Learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again Thank you so much. is Sue Freeze. Ecola, Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. Ecola's been sponsoring this show for 14 years now. Yep, Sue Freeze has been on the radio for 14 years. Thank you, San Diegans. Thank you, Venturians. Thank you, L.A. Thank you, Orange Countyans. Thank you, Santa Marians. Who am I missing? San Bernardino, Riverside. I think I got it. San Diegans, I said. Yes, I think I've got it. Um, yes. So if you know anybody that is looking for a career move, we, uh, Ecola would like to talk to you so you can uh, talk to them. Go to termitelady.com and um, put your information in and we'll get back to you, okay? So we were talking about the distractions in part one of this show. And the distractions keep us from what God wants, the purpose that he created us for. And so as we recognize that we have them, and we can call it something like a person or our thoughts or circumstances, then we can identify it. And when we identify it, then we can decide, we can choose. 
You know, God gave us choice for reason. He did not want robotics. He doesn't want us to be robots. He wants us to choose him first. He wants us to choose him, not just be forced into something. And I think that's magnificent because he created us for a specific purpose, but yet he gives us the ability to deny ourselves and deny uh, what the creation is, to deny it and to not fulfill it. What a sad thing that would be to end our lives, to have our life end and not fulfill that purpose that God created us for. And there's a lot of people in this world that that's exactly the scenario. And it's a sad place. And, you know, God says, you know, you could talk about politics, Sue, but you know what? I want you to focus on even a more important thing, which is their salvation, that I I want you to shed light on the difficulties that are going on right now and how they can find their hope in me. That's what he wants for me. That's the purpose that he's put into my life. And everything that Sue Fries has been through, which believe me, I've been through quite a bit. People say, oh, you know, what would you know? You, you look like you've, you know, just had a really easy life. Um, I haven't. But God is so faithful and God is so good that he saved me and he washed me clean and white as snow, even though I didn't, I didn't deserve it. But he has forgiven me, and he's given me the grace to forgive myself and to forgive others. And I have to tell you guys, if you have not forgiven, if you have trespassers against you and you have not forgiven those people, you're not harming that other person by holding on to that. Just let me tell you that. That if you don't hear anything else, this is probably the biggest part of the message is forgiveness. I have someone close to me in my family life that um, is really having a hard time and is very angry and very bitter. And this person is not going to be able to experience the joy of the Lord until he decides to forgive. And, you know, the people that I've chosen to forgive, they don't deserve to be forgiven. They don't deserve it. But I do it because I'm called to do that. And I have to make a decision in my head before my my heart will follow But it's a decision we make in our head because we know it's the best thing to do. Even though they don't deserve it, I deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve what comes out of breaking that bondage and breaking those chains of unforgiveness. You deserve to be freed of that. And when you believe that you're worthy enough to get freed of that to where you can feel God's presence in your heart and in your life, that's when, boy, life is worth living It's worth living and enjoying and celebrating, celebrating. So our circumstances, how many of you are going through something right now? How many of you are going through struggles and circumstances that just you wish you weren't having to do it? And how many of you can look back and say, I've had bad circumstances happen to me, but I'm a better person because I went through those things. I went through those things and now I have a better understanding or I I have a new compassion for those that might be going through similar things. See, that's what I'm saying about my life is that, yeah, I've been through some bad things, but you know what? There's people in this world that have been through a lot worse than I have. And I just know that I'm a much better person because I've been through those trials and tribulations. I've had those circumstances. And sometimes I was distracted and sometimes I chose the wrong things to do or think, or be. But then there's other times where I've learned from that, and I've chosen God's path. I've chosen his way, the righteous way. And things come out a lot better. 
it doesn't mean as a Christian that you're never going to suffer. You're never going to sacrifice because believe me, I suffer and I sacrifice. But, you know, the gifts that you get are amazing. The more you give, you know, the joy is in the giving. Because it's amazing what happens when we give of ourselves, our time, just of ourselves. Very often our circumstances can also be distractions in our lives. We can easily get so caught up in the trouble, pain, or misfortune we are experiencing that we lose sight of who God is and his sovereignty and power over our situations. Sometimes I forget that he really does have the power and that he's given me the power to over, overcome it. I'm victorious in Jesus' name. So many times I'm going through battles, devil's battles, and I have to say I'm victorious in Jesus' name. And I have to say it so much in order for me to believe it. It doesn't just happen the first time I speak it. And I can't just think it. I have to say it out of my mouth. There's, there's a key there, you guys. You have to say it. You have to speak it out of your mouth. So your own mind hears it. Universe hears it. The devil hears it. The devil cannot read your mind. Did you know that? The devil can't read your mind, but he can hear every single, single thing that comes out of your mouth. So guard your mouth. Guard your tongue. Only speak with what you want. Not what you don't want. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows All your needs, not wants, needs. He probably knows your wants too. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. See, you can read that over and over again until your heart and your mind, your soul believes it. You will walk differently when you realize that this is truth. You know, so many times I see people that are walking through life defeated. They have no confidence. They fear everything. And they feel, they think they are defeated. And it's it's not until their mind is transformed, until their mind is renewed by a change in their thinking, their belief system, that makes a change in their walk, their talk, their thought process, their belief system. Because everything stems from what we believe. You know, I've even said, you know, I just don't know if I'm ever going to get through to that person because their belief is their reality. It's their reality. It doesn't mean it's true. It's just their reality. I'm not going to stop trying. And God says to pray for our enemies. It's not easy, you know, to pray for your enemies. But it's a requirement. You know, God is telling us that that's what we're supposed to do is pray for our enemies. It is a wonderful time, though, when you see an enemy change, when their heart changes, when they become a different person. And you're going, wow, I had a part in that. It wasn't me that did it, but I had a part in it. God heard my prayers. That's a wonderful thing, isn't it? If you don't have a journal and you're not writing in your journal, I would suggest doing it. I've just started doing it again. I stopped doing it for a long time. 
and I'm starting to do it again. And I can tell you that it really helps to get your thoughts and your feelings out on paper. There's something that happens. It's almost magical. And when you go back and read a month, six months, a year, six years later, um, it's amazing what you realize um, happened with your prayer life and all the prayers that were answered that maybe you kind of forgot because they were answered and you went on to more prayers, right? You have other things that you want to ask. Circumstances. As you can see, regardless of what the source of the distraction is, they are inevitable. So what can we do to ensure we are not only ready for them when they come, but know how to overcome them as well? Six, identify what distracts you. Identify it. You must start by identifying specifically what it is that distracts you. As I mentioned earlier, not everyone is distracted by the same thing. Therefore, this is a um, verse, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. We're running a race to win, aren't we? The prize. What's the prize? What's your prize? What race are you running and what prize are you after? Really good question, and you need to answer that for yourself. No one can answer that for you. That has to be you. In order to fix the problem, we have to identify the problem. This is so true in anything in life, whether it's a personal relationship, business, anything. You have to identify the problem. It's like an alcoholic has to identify that he's an alcoholic or she's an alcoholic, right? They have to identify the problem, and they have to admit they have one. And then... And we do this by identifying everything that hinders or distracts us from our goals. Very good, right? Is it TV, electronics, social media? Ooh, ouch. A significant other, laziness, lack of zeal, clutter, coworkers, background noise, hunger, your kids are having too many tasks. Even if you have to do an audit on how you spend your time for a week, you need to determine what is distracting you and causing you to be unproductive. Great use of journal. You can, you can actually journal your day. At work, I have my, my, my seven key reports, and they give me a, uh, a review at the end of the day. What did they accomplish today? What are they going to do first thing in the morning? And it kind of keeps us all on track. It's a really good thing to do. Download. <laughs> Number seven, eliminate whatever distractions you, you can. Eliminate them, right? Just get them off, right? Because then what? You're freed. It's like clutter. You have too much clutter. You can't find things because you got clutter. Just relieve yourself of all of that and move forward. Not all distractions are physical things, but once you identify what your distractions are, start by eliminating the ones that you can. When it comes to spiritual growth, the Bible tells us that we simply need to get rid of some things. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, interesting word, and slander. Along with every form of malice, get rid of all bitterness. In the same way, we need to start getting rid of things that distract us. If your goal is to lose weight, you need to throw away the junk food. Don't go to the store and buy it. If you're distracted by the TV, unplug it. Turn your cell phone completely off. Anything that is physically stealing your focus, get rid of it. Or at least turn it off or put it away while you are working at your goal. This is really good advice. If certain people or places are a distraction, avoid them. You may need to temporarily block that friend who constantly texts you throughout the day or stop hanging out with your negative cousin. This is so good, you guys. I'm hoping you're hearing this. Not easy sometimes, though, is it? If you're like me, you need to avoid going to Walmart sometimes because it distracts you from sticking to your budget. Mine's Costco. Yours might be Walmart, wherever it is. Anyway, 
you're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I would love for you to go there. Check out. I have 14 years of podcasts. There is so much information on that site. Go there. Check it out. I have TV shows. I have radio podcasts. There is so much information and so much wealth, um, and it's all biblically based. So I, I welcome you to go there. And um, as you walk through this life, this journey called life, uh, you know, think about what you're doing with your moments. Make them count. Change your environment. Hmm. Sometimes to overcome distractions, we have to change our environment. This could mean staying where you are and making changes or adjustments to your current environment in order to make it distraction zone free. If you are doing some home workouts, you probably don't want to do them in the family room with a super comfortable reclining couch. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, there are other times when changing your environment could literally mean going to a different place altogether in order to be more productive. This is so true. It kind of opens up um, a whole different thing, you know, just a smell like going to the beach or going to the mountains, um, you know, just taking a drive. Uh, riding a bike, just doing anything that's changing up what you normally do can help open up your mind to something else. Uh, Seeing things from a different perspective, putting on a different set of glasses, all of these things can help you. Here's a scripture. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. You need peace and quiet. Go to your local library. You need to to free your mind, to allow your thoughts to flow. Take a walk or go for a drive. You need advice, go visit a like-minded person or mentor where you can get positive feedback and support. Here's one for you. Beware of the devil. Okay, first of all, the devil is real. Jesus is real. God is real. Holy Spirit is real. The angels are real. But the devil is real. And some people just think it's this, you know, red with horns and, you know, all this and um, there's so much of this going on on TV and Facebook and whatnot, and it's to numb you of what is and, and beware. Beware of the devil, the real devil. You know, he is a, a spirit, all right? And um, they say that your battle is not against flesh and blood, but the principalities, principalities, right? It's the devil and all of his workings. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. No matter what you set out to do, you can count on the devil to try his best to distract you from serving God. The Bible tells us to be alert for this very reason. If the devil can manage to distract us with temptations and problems, he will keep us from being productive and accomplishing what God wants us to do. And of course, the best way to stay alert is to stay focused on God and his word. When you do this, you equip yourself to resist the devil and he will literally leave you alone, at least for now. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There's nothing wrong with saying, I rebuke you, devil, you must flee out loud. He doesn't hear your thoughts. And to speak the name of Jesus, whenever you're feeling uncomfortable, whenever you're feeling like the spirit just isn't right in a room, or you just feel like there's negatives, just Jesus, just speaking the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. It's amazing. It clears. It just opens up. It's wonderful. Try it. Just try it. When you feel pressed down, if you feel like there's this heavy weight in the spirit world or just in your life, just speak the name of Jesus and watch what happens. You'll, You'll feel it. You'll feel it. It just lifts. It lifts. And devil, you must flee. 
I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Devil, you must flee. These are words, you they're real. And you use them with your conviction, your power. You just say it. And you believe he's fleeing. Recognize and take advantage of good distractions. Lastly, it is very important to recognize and take advantage of good distractions when they come. Good distractions are those that steal your focus in a positive and healthy way. They can even revitalize your energy, allowing you to refocus with clear mindset. This good distractions typically come in the form of a taking breaks to do something that will give you a positive boost. When you feel so heavy, you could stay there or you get up, move around, change your environment, do something different, talk to somebody that's positive, you know, and just, just get re-energized. Get, get something that's changing your focus, changing your mindset. Good distractions are those that steal your focus in a positive and healthy way. Examples include meditating, taking a walk, singing a song, laughter. Laughter is so good. Laughter is so good. Writing, listening to music, eating a snack, reading, playing with your kids, etc. Staying focused and overcoming distractions doesn't mean all work and no play. It means doing what needs to be done to accomplish your goals while... Also allowing room to regroup as needed. In fact, it is in our best interest to allow for good, healthy distractions. Let's look at another passage of scripture. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Luke ten thirty eight forty two. Okay, can I just be real with you right now? I am usually the Martha. Okay, I'm getting it done. I'm trying to get it done. I've got, I'm multitasking and I'm trying to get help and I'm trying to get everything just right. And I could be the Martha that's missing and not doing the most important thing, which is to be present in the present, to be focused on the relationships in the room. And I'm working and I, it's, I'm acknowledging this because I feel that it, it's something that I can improve upon. And I have no problem being vulnerable and transparent with you right now, because I think it's important that we all look at ourselves um, the way God sees us to say, you know, there's room for improvement. We can be better today than we were yesterday. I'm hoping that people see a new me. I'm hoping that people see Jesus in me, the light in me. My sister said, gosh, I'm really enjoying your company. And I'm like, that was, that was like an acknowledgement uh, because I was present uh, this weekend when my family came to celebrate my birthday. And I was present. I, I, I wasn't so busy doing the busyness. I did a lot of it before they got there, of course. But uh, I just made myself more available to just sit and talk and be present in the moment. And I look back and I'm thinking, you know, I could have been better with that, but my time's not over. You know, God's not done with me yet, nor is he done with you yet. And that's a good thing, right? It's a really good thing that it's a journey. Our life is a journey. We don't have to figure everything out right this minute. And listen, if you're a new person to listen and you just don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, can I just say that he's waiting for you? He's been waiting for you to receive him. And all he wants you to do is ask him in. 
ask him in. And, you know, the, the thing is, is, you know, is that you believe that God gave his only son to die in your place, to cover and wash your sins away so that you can be white as snow, so that you can receive what he has for you and you, you can move forward in that. Some of you might be him and Han still fighting that fight of, no, I want to do what I want to do and I want to be what I want to be and that's it. And okay. And Jesus is sitting and he's still, he's waiting patiently and he gives you grace, uh, but he's wanting a relationship with you. And, you know, people say, I'll, I'll say to some people that are not believers and I'll just say, you know, if not now, when and why would you not want to, you know, and um, they say, well, I just feel like I got to get my act together. I got to clean up. I got to stop drinking. I've got to stop doing this. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop cussing. I got to, you know, I've got to make things right. And, uh, you know, what I tell them and what, what the Lord, I think if he was sitting right there speaking to you, he would say, no, you don't. You don't have to do anything. You just need to make a decision to receive me and to want a relationship with me. And I'll help you with the rest. I'll help you. And it won't be difficult either. You know, it. You know, things that are worth doing, are they take time normally. It's not uh, immediate usually. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's immediate. But some things take time, and we, you know, patience is a virtue. Um, I have trouble with patience sometimes, so I'm just being honest again. Uh, but that's okay. God, God is good, and he's gracious. And he'll receive you right where you are. You don't have to clean up your act. You don't have to be anything more than what you are. He receives you and wants you just as you are. So um, I'm hoping that uh, you receive what God has for you uh, in this show. And I hope it helps you change, uh, even if it's just a little bit. I hope that there's something that you heard that is saying, maybe this is worth thinking about. Maybe I need to get the distractions out of my life. So do this for yourself. Get a journal. Journalize. Uh, Look at what your distractions are and maybe make a difference. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you until next week. Bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.